Remember more, improve your focus, and multitask better. Hum is a brain sharpener that helps you do all three. Hum's wearable boosts your working memory and will be available in late 2021. Sign up to be notified when Hum launches and to learn more about the science behind Hum at thinkhum.com. That's thinkhumm.com. Hum is designed for healthy adults and should not be used if you're pregnant, have cognitive impairment, implanted devices, or a history of seizures. The Hum patch is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. To learn more, go to thinkhum.com. Welcome to today's In Conversation With podcast. Today I'm joined by actress Davinia Taylor. In the late 90s and early noughties, Davinia, who starred in Hollyoaks for several years, was part of the Primrose Hill party set, hanging out with the likes of Kate Moss, Sadie Frost and Jude Law. Fast forward two decades and Davinia now leads a very different life. Her battle with alcoholism, loss and postnatal depression put Davinia on a mission to restore her health. As well as losing 18 kilos in just six months, Davinia has now been sober for over 10 years. If you follow Davinia on Instagram, you'll know about her wellness ways. Think fasting, experimenting with the high-fat keto diet and DNA testing to optimise hormones. She is full of energy and has an infectious passion for wellness. And I'm really excited for this podcast today. But before we begin, I must just say it's really important to always speak to a registered health practitioner or a GP before embarking on any new changes or new regime. Welcome, Davinia, to this Shellac's In Conversation With podcast. Thank you very much. Thoroughly excited to be with someone in person. <laughs> I know. How bizarre, albeit we are. There's away. a good two metre gap in between us. And we're sitting in a very empty Sherlock's office. It's bizarre, isn't it? I can see how much energy there would have been here on a normal day. There's like what, 30 desks mm. and it's just us three. No, It's quite nice today. It feels quite calm. God, there's so much to talk about today, but we've got to go back I mean was it six months ago I don't know when it was that I feel like people I knew were in my circle started to talk about you and then I suddenly was aware of what you're doing and I was like wow this is incredible and she's a completely different person and living a completely different life and we're going to come on to all of that sure but let's go back from the beginning because most people know you from Hollyoaks days yeah well let's see I'm 43 now so I started Hollyoaks when I was 17 so I just I remember that because I just like got my driving license and my first bit of freedom and then my first paycheck. So it was, was it like, your first acting job? Yeah. I literally was studying drama, performing arts, economics at a sixth form college. And then I got offered the job and my drama tutor said, well, this is the whole point. That's why you're here. You need to take this job. So I did that. And fast forward a few years, I was in London and hanging around with a really fast set and everything. And go back to Hollyoaks, you did it for how many years? I think I did three years. It was like being a student, but being paid because everyone was the same sort of age. Everyone was, you know, it was literally like Freshers Week every single night. And so you were 17? 17 then. So you did that 17 till 20? Yeah. And presumably you're living pretty close to the studios. Yeah, I was still with mum. It's a pretty intense filming rota. Yeah, it is. It is. It's back to back. Is it like every day? It depends on your storyline. You know, sometimes you could try and get a full day in. And then the next day you'd be off. So you'd start at seven, finish at seven. And then obviously you have to do like makeup and all that palaver. But, you know, you could be doing like a 14 hour day 
And then the next day you've got nothing. So obviously after that 14 hour day, you go out for 14 <laughs> hours to make up for it. But and you can do when you're 17, when you're you know, 17, because yeah, I've, I've, what I've learned since doing all this sort of biohacking, which yeah. I'm really into, like hacking into your own chemistry is when you're 17, you have like this chemical in you called NAD. And that's why you don't get a hangover. But as you go older, you deplete in NAD. And that's hence the hangovers, everything aches, headaches, the whole shebang. Is that right? And I just had an NAD IV yesterday. Right. So I feel pretty invincible. I mean, it's just knowing little tricks yeah. of the trade like yeah. that to make you feel love still an, 17. Love an IV drip. If it makes you feel yeah. 17, hook me up. Well, this is it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're quite brutal going in NADs. Are they? As it, as it doesn't hurt as in out. You can feel your muscles aching, like period pains all over your body, and it takes a good few hours. Mm. But hey, I suffer from my science. Next. So you left Hollyoaks yeah. aged 20. 20-ish, and then, yeah. then what happened next? Then I decided to decamp to the capital. And I think I did a few films, a couple of plays. And then I quickly got married, actually. So I settled down with a guy I'd known from being a teenager and we embarked on quite a a lifestyle of partying, to say the least. Yeah, you were part of that London set, weren't you? Yeah, the Primrose Hill set. But the weird thing is, there's only like two of us who actually lived in Primrose Hill. Everyone (laughs) else lived in a different postcode. So it's like, how come I'm paying these extortionate rents and no one else is, you know? (laughs) And who was in that group? Are you still all friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Do you know what? There's so much what you have in common with people when you drink that you don't have when you're sober. So to be honest, I'm still friends like with Sadie. You know, she's always been a constant and Meg and Kate, but I don't see them like it was a ferocious relationship. It was super codependent. You know, we'd see each other every night. We'd party every night and we'd holiday together, live together. I mean, just ridiculously (laughs) intense. But now, obviously, I've got four boys yeah. and my best friends are my, still my friends from school, actually, mm. you know, who knew me before I even drank mm. and has all the backstories from that, you know. So you kind of go it's back to your funny how your school friends kind of come into their own again a bit, don't they? I'm definitely yeah. in a stage of my life where I kind of appreciate them more than yeah, ever. Yeah, like my best friend from school's just had a first baby. So it's all about the baby. And, yeah. you know, your children kind of reconnect. Exactly. You again, and it's like, what do we tell the kids about us growing up? Do we say, do we edit it? Or, you know, it's. <laughs> like and um i mean you just touched on your party days you've been pretty vocal about your battle with alcoholism can you tell us more about that journey yeah i mean obviously it's a very mysterious disease but what i've been doing over the past well i've, I've not had a drink now for 11 years oh, but amazing. initially you have to go through the aa way and for me that wasn't enough because aa is based around god and a higher power and praying and that is the top and bottom of it and it's about sharing your experiences with other alcoholics which can put you in quite a vulnerable situation you know as far as I'm concerned there are a lot of predators in the AA rooms social financial sexual the whole shebang is in there you know so it's not necessarily a place where you are safe even though you're told it is but I digress. So I got sober through the rooms. That's what they're called, the AA rooms. And then my mother died and I went to Germany and they were showing me how they were going to treat her cancer. Well, before she died, she had breast cancer and how they were going to treat her cancer. Totally different to how they were in the UK, which was a DNA test on the tumor and how they were going to look at certain proteins to attack this much more bespoke than what the UK offered. And it started me thinking about, you know, having my DNA tested. Do I carry the BRCA gene? 
you know, I think at the time Angelina Jolie had just had the double mastectomy and everything. So I started getting interested in genetics. And then it kind of sparked something in my imagination as in, well, if cancer's hereditary, and that's a disease, is alcoholism. And then a whole scientific minefield opened up in front of me. And I started seeing it as a genetic disease and then looking at epigenetics and how you can navigate your genes. So it's nothing to do necessarily with God and a power of your understanding. This is DNA Mm. and you can navigate your DNA. You can through certain protocols, through certain supplementations, through certain diets, you can change your mood for the better Mm -hmm. and you don't have to drink alcohol you don't have to crave it Mm -hmm. you don't have to pray every night for relief from this horrific disease which for me is quite archaic considering the technologies that we have at the moment Mm -hmm. so that's how I see alcoholism it's a genetic condition that can hit anybody at any stage in their life as well as cancer as well as Alzheimer's as well as all the diabetes as all these huge diseases we can navigate them through certain pathways that our brilliant scientists have discovered through decoding the DNA of each and every one of us, Mm. it is possible to live a sober life without cravings, without having to go to the AA rooms. And once you were sober, did you find it easy? No, are you kidding me? My mother had died. I'd gone through a horrific divorce. I had a child custody case, you know, lost millions of pounds. I mean, absolutely every single trigger was thrown at me. So it was a complete struggle. And you managed to to stay on the straight and narrow? Drinking was not an option because it would make it 10 times worse. Everybody wills you to drink. Everybody who wants your money, who wants your child. I, I mean, it is fundamental for you to fail. And the only way I could fail was to drink. So you kind of turn it on itself and it becomes in a rage, mm-hmm. which isn't healthy either. You know, no, but it gives you, you something to focus but on it's not, and it's a not reason an, not to, not, isn't it? It's not an existence though. Life shouldn't be about fighting. You no. know, life should be about enjoying and energy and helping people and, yeah. you know, laughing really. Mm-hmm. And, you know, creating, you can't do that when you're in a rage. Mm. All you're doing is fighting to keep your head above water. Mm. So for me, there was not an option to drink, no. And that was 11 years ago? Yeah. God, and congratulations the weird thing is, to you. That's But incredible. the weird thing is, now it's like, I don't even, my, it was my friend who said, oh, congratulations, the 4th of November, you know, you're 11 years sober. And I forgot, I was so busy doing something else. I used to count the hours, you know, or the minutes before I could have another drink. And that was just because I was so wow, depleted really? of serotonin. You know, yeah. our hormones are so powerful that they can control what you physically do and how you physically think and how you react. I mean, It is not just a case of stop drinking. If you are depleted in a hormone that is keeping you alive, Mm. you know, of course you're going to reach out for something to keep. You want to live, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's the trouble with it. It's so misunderstood. There's so many parameters that Mm. that impact on, particularly women. I mean, since lockdown, there's thousands of women who've texted me, I cannot stop drinking. I've got into this habit and it will not go away. And it's to do with rebalancing your hormones. You know, you're driving up dopamine every time you drink and you're depleting serotonin. So your serotonin is your happy, content, warm, lovely, creative hormone. And you are literally burning through it every time you drink. And people don't know that. They just think, oh, it's a hangover. No, 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 no. It's far worse than that. And so how do you increase the serotonin? Okay, well, I take a supplement called 5-HTP at night, which is a precursor to serotonin. Serotonin is made in your gut. 90% of it's made in your gut and it goes up to your brain. And obviously you have to have a healthy gut, 
which means avoiding certain inflammatory, for you, certain inflammatory ingredients Mm -hmm. that might trigger an inflammatory response in your gut, which may deplete your serotonin. But I take 5-HTP every night, 300 milligrams, and I wake up in a better mood than when I don't, particularly around PMT. Fascinating. Oh, I mean, it's so cheap as well. So cheap. And Fascinating. Just, you know. Right, we're going to come on to all this. this is, oh, it's yeah. so interesting. Okay, here we go. It's we so, you are so interesting. And this is why everyone is suddenly hooked on your stories. Because and freaking thousands <laughs> trying to get myself well. <laughs> and I'm more than happy to and show you. And you are well and you're glowing and you look so good on it. You really do. I wanted to touch on your pre and postnatal depression. Oh, yeah. That was a whopper. Um, I bring that up because you've been through a lot and you are in such a happy place right now and so that's why I guess we're fixating on all these negative mm. aspects of your life because you're proof that you can come through it talk to us about what you went through and how you dealt with it okay well I was kind of mishandled bearing in mind it was nearly 14 years ago so I had IVF to have my first child right and nobody tells you that artificial hormones are going to mess with your mood no one warned me about that so already, I like I mentioned about the serotonin, that's going to completely be depleted as they're maxing up estrogen. You've got estrogen dominance, that sort of thing. Very sort of PMT type feeling, the desperation, the despair, that sort of low progesterone type feeling. So basically, to sum it up, there's a mismatch in, in your hormones because you've been injected with super doses of it. I get pregnant and of course, you can have mood shifts in your pregnancy as well and a lot of fear and anxiety. But no, everyone's like, oh, it's the baby blues. It's the baby blues. It was far worse than that. I was terrified I was going to get everything wrong. The low self-esteem and the anxiety was chronic throughout. And then when I eventually had the baby, I didn't have, because of the IVF and the complete letdown of all the hormones, you don't get the oxytocin for the bonding. You don't get the dopamine to get yourself up out of bed. I mean, you are flatlined. You're like the walking dead, you know? Mm. And the only thing I could find that would wake me up basically dry my dopamine up was to have a glass of white wine and that's how I think my alcoholism got triggered I mean I was already a party girl but so was virtually everybody else you know and nobody else had this reaction there's a difference there's a huge difference you know and it took me down a path that I couldn't get out of after I had the baby it was almost instantaneous as in like two months later I realized that I was shaking near him. I thought, I can't put this nappy on right. I'm getting it wrong, clammy hands. I didn't think I'd hurt him, of course. I didn't have that. It was me. I was doing everything wrong and I hated myself. I thought, I'm just not good enough. I'm just, I can't even put the pram together. I can't put the car seat in. And it was just overwhelming fear of drowning and screaming underwater because I'm like, help me. But nobody said, oh, you, you just, you know, just have a drink. You'll be fine. Just get back to your normal self. What's up with you? And not one person who took those thousands of pounds off me when I had IVF warned me about this Mm. or said this is a hormonal imbalance or even took my hormone levels afterwards not one Dutch panel test they're like 200 quid you know not one iota of support crazy crazy and so you think that was like a massive trigger in your for sure alcoholism well that is def- to, yeah, yeah absolutely going to a new level and yeah of course because then you really feel bad so for people who are struggling with postnatal depression get your hormones checked do it on day 19 to 21 and so today i mean in terms of your mental health talk to us about how you feel about life today because you are a completely different person i have 
immense amount of stress and pressure from me left, right and center. You know, I've got three different dads, four kids, you know, and uh, we moved house. We have, of course, we've got the usual financial pressures that everybody has. Mm -hmm. I've lost my mom. I don't have childcare. So I have those stresses as well I don't want like my Instagram to depict like you know I'm just on a pedal board really and I'm with myself bollocks I swear and I shout but that's me you know yeah. I am not Gwyneth at all <laughs> and I never have been I'm crap at ironing I'm a really bad chef and I do get PMT and I know how to supplement to get rid of that but most of the time I'm pretty healthy I'm pretty excited I'm pretty creative and more importantly I sleep well Oh, the key. Now, you were living in Spain. Well, yeah, but that's, that, that was actually our business. So right. we kind of ran there. Because like, well, a lot of people who've started following you, maybe quite recently, I mean, I know... Oh, she lives in Spain. Oh, yeah. she lives in Spain. And that's yeah. what I thought. I'd love you, to live yeah. in Spain. You're kidding me. Um, so that's your business. Yeah. That's a property that you own and you let. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible, by the way. It, yeah, it was my mother's actually. And she spotted it and it was derelict. And we've since done it up. And she, I don't think she would have rented it out, but I need the cash. So I rent it out. And, you know, some incredible families come and stay. And we tidy up after them. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're living in the UK. Yeah. So talk us through you, like your average day in terms of health, fitness, what do you eat? Like, what do you take supplement-wise? Yeah. I imagine it's quite a long list. Okay, so as far as supplements goes, I don't take as many as you might imagine. It depends on my cycle because we are our hormones, our moods depicted by our hormones and our cycle. So I step into line with that. So at the beginning of my cycle, like first sort of like two weeks, I will implement like I'll get up and I'll have a black coffee. I'll have L-theanine with that, which takes away the jitters. That will get me into a state. What jitters? Okay, so I have a predisposition genetically for not being able to get rid of caffeine very well. Right. So that can make me a little bit anxious with caffeine. And also it can cause insomnia later on. So I take a supplement called L-theanine, which is really nice because it takes away the jitters, but you harvest the energy. So you don't have the anxiety associated with coffee. Interesting. It's a, and if you want a coffee late at night with dinner, you have an L-theanine tablet and you'll be fine sleeping. You need to write a book. I do need to write a book. I need to put it all in one place. So you have a coffee. So I have, have a coffee. I have a coffee and with L-theanine. And Viridian Health do a really nice one with lemon balm as well. And then I'll probably get the kids up and then I will have myself a shower and then I'll have a cold shower. And I will reset my hormones by doing three minutes in a cold shower. Oh, my God. It's brutal, but boy, does it work. And it's the fastest Why way to get... Why does it work? Okay, so when you step into a cold shower, you go... <gasps> like you get this reflex. And basically, you're just kicking off adrenaline, cortisol, everything to make you go into fight or flight mode, right? Then your body realizes, actually, it's just cold water. We're not going to die. And it will send out into your parasympathetic nervous system, it will send out the feel-good hormones, your oxytocin, your serotonin, and you will have a better day. And the great thing about a cold shower is in the morning, it'll wake you up, but at night, it will make you go to sleep. It's a free adaptogen. So everyone's spending a fortune on ashwagandha. I love how excited you are with this. She's smiling so, I know. so much because you're so free. excited about how revelationary it's free. it is. And do you know what? I mean, like I said, we are powered by our hormones. And if you're suffering oh. from depression, after I had Jude, number four, I felt the depression coming back. And I read an article on cold water exposure by a guy called Wim Hof. And I started doing it. I was 
off my antidepressants. I didn't get postnatal depression. I didn't feel shit. I actually lost a ton of weight as well. And it got me out of bed. I mean, you can just start with five seconds, but give yourself the time for your body to go, actually, it's not a saber-toothed tiger. This is all rolling back to ancestral living. Just think of what a caveman would have gone through compared to what we go through. Yeah. So little stressors make you far more resilient to big stressors. Yeah. I'm always going through stress, always going through stress, whether it's, you know, emotional stress, financial stress, whatever. But that cold shower armors me against the lot because stress is stress in your body. Whether it's physical stress or mental stress, yeah. your body reacts the same. Amazing. Okay, so you've had a cold shower. Had a a warm shower, shower, then a cold shower. Yeah, and you can finish on a warm shower if, you know, you can't quite. But I mean, ideally, I mean, if it's a beautiful summer's day, yeah, you go, do you know what? I can brave it and I can warm up. But more often than not, I'm in a rush. I just want to heat back up again and I will do. And then I'll go and get the kids ready. But what I'll have just because I'll be out the house and what I'll do before I leave the house is have a bulletproof coffee. Well, an MCT coffee. Basically, it's black espresso with a ton of coconut oil, MCT coconut oil, medium chain triglycerides, which fuel your brain. And it gives your brain energy to function properly because your your brain's mainly fat. Okay. It's not carbohydrates and it's not sugar. And okay. you don't get a dip from it. It'll also, again, stop the jitters from caffeine. That oil will give you a cool, calm energy and you won't get a caffeine crash. And that will fill me up and I won't snack. And then I'll go to the so gym. The, so there's no food. No food. You've had two all. coffees. No, th- so there's no insulin spike whatsoever. Okay. I am still in a state of ketosis. I'm still detoxifying in a state of autophagy. So autophagy is like when your cells are rejuvenating and recycling. So my gut is not constantly working. Okay. You do not need to eat six meals a day to keep your energy up. It's utter rubbish. Digesting takes up energy which is taken away from your brain. So if you have like a carby meal at lunch, you just want to go to bed. You know, you're not going to turn that into energy. I mean, unless you're like running a marathon, I really think that we are so overcarbed, it's ridiculous. And so over insulin, it's crazy. That is putting us in a high state of stress at all times. That and combined with the mental stress of a million emails, phone calls, ex-boyfriends, new girlfriends, whatever, combined puts us in a constant state of nastiness. I eat way too many carbs, so I need to hear what you're eating. So you go to the gym. I go to the gym. Do you do the same workout every day? Because you're freaking toned from my age and since yeah. I've had four kids um, incredible really bad alcohol your body's incredible thank you very much uh, what are you doing in the gym okay so I'm a fan of cardio slow nice cardio so if you want to burn fat don't start sprinting don't start running fast you're just going to get yourself into a cardio training mode you want to keep it slower. So if you're just starting out, what I'd recommend is what I call the 666. And what you do is you go up on a 6% incline, six kilometers an hour for 60 minutes, listening to disco. You've got that perfect pace and you are going to be in fat burning zone, not heart strengthening zone. So you need to keep your heart rate down, but your movement up. And that incline you will sweat like crazy, but you won't be out of breath. And you're, you're running be- on this incline. No, 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 no. You're walking. Oh, so you Six- could be watching Netflix. You, you could be watching Netflix. You've got to be able to make a phone call so you can still chat. Even if you are a bit breathless, hold on a little bit, but try and use your arms. That is the best way to burn fat. 
without stressing your body too much. So we're saying long, gentle cardio. Yeah. Don't get restless. Yeah. This is great. This is right up my street. Okay. But it's true. I mean, all these massive HIIT classes are great when you're, I mean, I'm in pretty good shape, but I've been at it for years. I wouldn't tell someone who is overweight to go and do that. A, it's going to be horrible and you're not going to do it again. And B, you're going to just like, put more stress on your body yeah. and probably hold so on to could- more fat anyway. Because I was really overweight, you know, and I wasn't just overweight. If I, I mean, I've got before and after pictures on my Instagram, but you can see if you look at my knees, my ankles, even like around my neck, there's like serious water retention. I wasn't just fat. You know, people aren't just fat. They've got water. They've got inflammation. They've got, you know, they're swollen you know you need to bring that down and that's a lot easier than just burning fat you know you can yeah. really bring that inflammation down quickly but you can't just hit it like you're some sort of crossfitter yeah straight so away true. and so you true. probably injure yourself anyway mm. you know so you do your slow long i mean i run coming. now because i like the dopamine i'm a dopamine driven person i like that feeling of energy i like that feeling of boom, 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 boom. that's how i am i'm a dopamine sort of alpha type person always have been always will be so I harness that but I'll only do a sprint if I feel like right so I will probably do about 40 minute run listening to some happy house music from the 90s (laughs) pretending it was still 1997 (laughs) and then what I'll do is before lockdown I'd have gone straight into an infrared sauna and done a niacin protocol and that is a massive detox so you take high doses of vitamin b3 It'll make your skin flush and go bright red and itchy. Sounds horrific, but it's great. It does, yeah. And what that does, it cracks open the the cell membranes in your fat cells to release toxins because a lot of toxins are stored in fat. And this is the best way to get rid of it. And you can do that for about 40 minutes and then a cold shower and then I'll crack on with my day. And that'll be all the exercise I do. So so this is just cardio here. This, this is just cardio. I mean, I will do weights. I like kettlebells as yeah. well. But I do the gym for mental health more than anything. Yeah. So I kind of stick at it. I don't do really that many sit-ups or anything. We've all got muscle. It's just underneath the layers of fat. Yeah. Kettlebells are really good. if you Say if you were going to do some sort of show or something, if you were going to be a bodybuilder, they're really good at getting muscle definition. Right. But I just want to fit in my clothes. Yeah. You know, I'm not about to go on stage and I'm certainly not going to run around topless on Bondi Beach. It's not happening. So I'm quite happy with how I am. I just want to be mentally uninflamed. Yeah. And that's how I do it. Okay. So you've done the gym. You're in there an hour. Yeah. And then I'll do a sauna. If I, as many times as I possibly can, I'll sauna. So you leave the gym and then what's happening for the rest of your day in terms of what you're eating? Okay. So I'll probably, after the gym, I'll have a masha a masha tea with MCT oil in again because I find green tea really gives me the jitters more so than coffee even though it has L-theanine in which is weird so I need to have that delivered with the oil to stop the jitters right so I'll have a masha and that'll get rid of any further toxins that have been created by the exercise because exercise is a stressor and it produces free radicals so you need to get them out okay so that'll take me up to about three o'clock and then I'll break my fast. So you've had nothing to eat nothing. at three o'clock? Nothing, nothing, nothing. I've just had mega calories with that MCT oil. So okay. I'm not even hungry. Okay. I, I, my body is still not digesting. Okay. So my gut is in tip-top condition. Remember, you produce serotonin in your gut. Let it do its job. You okay. don't need to pile protein shakes on it. I know, but at some point I want you to have a nice meal in your well, day. Well, this is what it's comes. coming. This is okay. what comes. So it's almost like an intermittent fast, but without the calorie deficit. Okay. Because I don't believe in counting calories. I believe in counting chemicals. And that is a fact, you know. 
there's so many chemicals out there and I, I just, my body can't take any more. Okay. <laughs> you know? And then I'll get the kids from school. That'll take me up to 3.30, 4 o'clock. Then I'll have a, a bowl of bone broth with collagen in. Oh. That'll line my digestive tract. And obviously collagen makes you young and wonderful-ish. <laughs> and that's when I break my fast. And that's when I'll crack open the sourdough. That's when I'll put grass-fed butter on it. That's when I'll put a ton of like lovely, lovely mackerel, toasted mackerel or pate. I have tons of uh, like organ meat, that sort of thing. Super Organ meat? Organ meat, serious nutrition. I'm the antithesis of a vegan. So my children and I, we have a very heavy fish and meat-based diet. And I'll probably up my green vegetables before I hit my period because that helps with the detox. But otherwise, you know, I make my own chicken liver pate. I had chicken hearts oh, the other night. There you go, organ meats. It's possibly one of the most. I don't like things. kidneys and all that. Stuff. No, no, no. But you whiz I mean, it. But you just whiz it up, and you can put it into a bowl. I'm not going to make my own. I'm just not. You know. I, I mean, it's just, it's I'm just a really bad the... chef. I'm a bad chef. But when I look at the nutritional value and know what it's doing for my kids and for me, yeah. and it's basically the cheapest meat you can buy because we've all been conditioned to just have like muscle, and that's not where the nutrition is. You know, like as in chicken breast, because everything's been low fat. It's completely turned on its head. We have an industry there that is ready to basically revolutionize how we all think and feel and digest our food. I'm all about gut health and therefore my brain is paramount because and, I'm looking after my gut. You're, so your high fat diet. A high fat, a high, a, no, but I'm talking about animal fat. It has to be butter. It whole, I would never touch sunflower oil, canola oil, rapeseed oil, and it is in everything. And why is coconut oil good? Coconut's okay because it's not a PUFA. It's not a polyunsaturated fat. Basically, all the margarines and everything that were put on us back in the 80s, it's just for machinery. And it is driving up our obesity crisis. And it's in everything. And your body cannot detox from it. And that's the oils that's doing that. That's the oils. Have a look in any granola. You'll see sunflower oil. So what oils can we have? Okay, so I have animal fat. So you can have butter. I have tons of grass-fed butter, Kerrygold, for example. And I like it salted as well because we're all mineral depleted. So if people just on the oil thing, if you're going to cook with oil, use oil at home. Yeah, I use avocado oil to cook because it's got a high smoking point. Yeah. I also use butter on everything. I mean, everything is ladled in butter. It tastes great. I use cream, you know. I never use Elmley because just... Just turn it around. Have a look. If anything's in a packet, turn it around. Does it have sunflower in? Put it back. Does it have rapeseed oil in? Put it back. That's it. Fascinating. It is. And that will be the new sugar. Mark my words. So you pick up the kids from school. Yeah. Do you all then eat together? Yeah. That's, and that's so do you thing. eat quite early? Yeah, probably about five o'clock, okay. 5.30. We'll have a big steak. We I was going to say, have... give me a few. Okay, give me so your I'll, menu I'll, plan I'll for the week. probably do because I'll have had bone broth. The kids won't have it. They think it's disgusting. But I'll just neck it. You can have that with some MCT oil in as well to make it creamy. But there's a company called Ossa Organic who do one a, a soup, like a traditional chicken soup with it in that they'll they'll have that. Okay. Then we will have, what I'll do is I'll have the kids have, uh, I get all my meat from Coom Farm. So it's all frozen. I take it out in the morning and then I will griddle it. And so I'll have like an organic rump steak and a chicken and the boys will just eat that. With any veg? They're not big on veg. A lot of kids don't like veg. I don't see the point in forcing them. They're getting much more vitamins from the meat. From the meat. The organic meat. And will you give them any carb to go with that? Not unless they want it. I'll give them sourdough. But normally they... It's very strange because 
Number one, two, and three, I ate a standard UK diet when I was pregnant. Number four, I discovered the paleo diet. And number four, just doesn't care for carbs whatsoever. But number one, two, and three are really sort of carby because I was having bread. <laughs> and Why you were pregnant? Yeah, pasta God, and all that. So yeah, yeah super. It's... That's epigenetics. That's what you inherit from your mother. Oh. So it's, it was super interesting. But they'll have that. And then Matthew is really good at making them ice cream with like full fat cream and bananas. And, you know, and, and that's it really. But th- I noticed that they're really full because they have so much good animal fat. And they like it. And they dip it in mayo. And do they have pudding? Do you have, do they, do you eat fruit? I mean, fruit. Yeah, if they want, yeah, they'll grab fruit. A lot of people say that fruit spikes the sugar, but I think it's from a hunter and gatherer point of view, kids would have been gravitated to fruit. And if they want it, I'll leave it out. They'll just grab it whenever yeah. they want. They help themselves to everything in the fridge. There's always meat there. There's like, yeah, what's in your fridge? Okay. Tons of kombucha, gallons of it. That's for me. Loads of butter. There's always fresh meat. And there's even sort of luncheon meat, but I make sure it's organic so the kids grab that. You know, just like hams and like, right? You know, like a German sausage, whatever is in there. So they'll they'll grab that all the time. I have a lot of uh, unpasteurized cheese because it's got a lot of bacteria in, which is good for the kids. Make sure that they have tons of bacteria in their guts. So dairy is a big tick for you. So dairy's a big tick. Meat's a big tick. Fish. Let's talk fish. So oily fish. fish. I mean, you said mackerel pate. Yeah, I eat shellfish as well. It's a superfood. We have clams. Clams has more iron in it than. Uh, like a, a raw steak so and we have tons of garlic i mean we season with a lot of herbs herbs are really good mm. you know i don't just have a slab of meat i mean it's always got like the chicken will be roasted with tons of garlic and spices and eastern spices as well so you know i, I just try and make the foundations of the meat to be so good yeah. and then just flavor it and to be honest my kids are so interested in just going out and playing they just eat it and go yeah. You know, it's not a whole, I want dessert, I want this, I want that. They want to play. And I think that's that's what we get away from. It's yeah. like, okay, you need to sit, you need to eat this, and then I'll give you a dessert. That seems crazy. And finish everything that's on your plate when a kid's full. Yeah, you know? God, I have to say, yeah, finishing everything on, on your plate is this thing that we drum into children. I actually remember my mother saying to me, I think if they've had enough, that's okay. And I was yeah. like, yes, you know, it's so true, isn't it? It's mm. like, eat everything, even if your body doesn't want it. And actually, I keep saying to my children, on the basis that they touch it and they're not just being fussy. I'm always like, actually listen to your body. And if your body feels like you've had enough, that's okay yeah. to stop. It's not, as I said. It's and this is why I find that a lot of children find vegetables bitter to taste as well. And I'm not going to force them to eat mm. it because their, t- their palates will change as they get older. Sometimes I do crave a salad. More often than not, I don't. I'll, yeah. I, I'll just have fish for lunch. If I, I mean, like yesterday, I did have lunch because I'm not intermittent fasting because I'm due on my period. And it's not a very good time for me to do that because, you know, my estrogen's dropping, my progesterone's going up. And it's, you know, I can be in a bad mood. So I'm probably better to have food because well I'm craving it you know my serotonin's dropping I need that so I had salmon yesterday with a little bit of broccoli because that helps clear the estrogen and I'm taking dim as well which also helps clear the estrogen which will bring down my PMT so I won't be an asshole this weekend you know so okay so what else are you taking so we've got an idea of what you're eating in a day yeah and and I snack at night you snack at night I mean everyone says oh you mustn't eat at night but that's me. That's my lifestyle. I love sitting in bed with my husband and snacking on crisps, but they've got to be in olive oil. Otherwise, the sunflower oil just makes me feel crap and it makes me you feel You sit like in crisps. your bed and eat crisps? Yeah. 
And I have butty as well. I have a sourdough butty with cheese on. You wholesome and no, it's my favorite thing. I'm just watching like House of Cards. You're joking? I'm just like, my god, like till stupid o'clock in the morning, which is totally unhealthy. But that's my glass of wine. You can't be all perfect. No, I'm not. I still swear and I still (laughs) shout and I still do this, that and the other. But that's that's one of my things. And that is what I look forward to. I think, oh, what episode are we on tonight? You know, and that's where I'm up to with my life. I mean, don't get me wrong. It could change. I don't know. Crisps in bed. Crisps and bread in bed with a big bottle of kombucha. Heaven. Love it. And I'll take, you know, I'll take, like I said before, I take magnesium and 5-HTP, which will send me into a deep sleep. So magnesium, 5-HTP, you're taking at night. Yeah. And that's magnesium for sleep and the 5-HTP to boost your serotonin. Serotonin as I sleep, so I wake up less of an arsehole. Okay, got it. Is there anything else you're taking supplement-wise throughout the day that we haven't covered? I will actually take DIM throughout the day. And dim is? Dim is cruciferous vegetables in a tablet form, super strong. And it helps clear my estrogen. And then I'll probably have a load of detox teas as well to try and get it out through your poo. Okay. Because that's otherwise my estrogen keeps circulating and it recycles and it gives me serious PMT because I'm running out of progesterone to balance it. I mean, you can find this out from doing a DNA test. Okay. Life Code GX do a really good one. And it will tell you about your estrogen pathways and how to detoxify from them. What supplements to take specifically for you? Because we're all slightly different. A lot in common, but we're all slightly different. So we need different. That's my, the whole point of biohacking. You hack into your own biology. And it's I, all and about testing. Yeah, let's come on to biohacking. But just on the DNA testing. Mm-hmm. So there's hormone testing. Hormone testing is one thing. It's one thing. Yeah. And you're also a big advocate of DNA testing. For sure. I think it should be a standard the minute we're born. Because it reveals what? Well, basically, it can give you your ancestral history. So it will give you a type of guideline of what foods your ancestors thrived on. By thrived, I mean survived. Got here to this day after all the horrific things that have happened over the past millennia. And can you have a DNA test done you know via nutrition because yes. there's dna tests for yes absolutely out, absolutely know, who your brothers and sisters are and then there's a yeah 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 i mean it's, it's it's all the same it's all code it's all deep deep science and what would have cost about three billion pounds 15 years ago is now 300 pounds okay so, so where do you go if you want a dna if test? you want to do a really good one specifically for like a female panel as in what supplements you should be taking for those hormones for those detox pathways because we are all detox pathways we're all like super highways i would go for life co gx and get a proper practitioner and that's going to cost you about 500 pounds or there is a new platform that's been set up by omnus a really nice london-based company that can do it for cheaper and it's your DNA, it's once in your life. They've just added another 50 genes that tells you if you'd have a bad response to COVID. That's how advanced they are at the moment. So, and it's to do with your inflammatory markers. And then you can add on to that and do a gut panel. So that'd be like a poo test. I mean, I've had done so many poo tests i cannot tell you the drama running up and down uh, Camden and that's a High good thing Street. to do is it for sure because your gut is responsible for your immune system for your brain function i mean it's monumental how we've ignored it and how general practitioners just i guess you know knowledge is power i always say so that that's what you're giving yourself isn't it yeah i mean i'd much rather have a poo test than a handbag and i'm not joking <laughs> 
That's one way to look at that. I'm know. just not rocked by things like shiny, pretty things anymore. I need to know that my gut is in tip-top condition. You're looking cool today, though. She says that. Oh, no, 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 wearing this a is really my mate. Cool this is my mate. And like great boots, and and they're only twenty quid. So anyway, you look great. So talk to us about biohacking with this DNA test and your poo test and your hormone testing. Is that knowledge you then have stuff that? drives how you biohack absolutely it gives me a i mean it's not necessary it kind of confirms what you already know i know i get pmt i know i'm gonna have a terrible perimenopause i know my menopause is going to be brutal but i now have it written down so i have specific targets i can quantify so biohacking is quantifying yourself and supplementing and acting upon that information so your biology works in perfect synchronicity with however you want to be. And how do you biohack? Like okay. if I say, right, I want to biohack, someone's listening or follows you, what's the first thing you do? Okay, so the first thing in the morning is like I said, I have a, I have some caffeine because I have low cortisol. So but I do have you need caffeine. to write down, oh, I'm this type of person, I'm moody here. Do you need to identify it's, different It's very good. It's very good for days. you to know so you can see your patterns Right. That's why I have like the flow app on my phone. So I can, okay. I can just go, Oh, okay. I'm at that point in my cycle. Expect X, Y, and Z. Let's up the dim. Sure. Let's reduce the exercise. Let's maybe do the dims, so, the vegetable tablet. The, yes. Yeah. Let's probably do more meditation. Let's do less cold exposure. Okay. I just twist it around okay. so I can, because otherwise I can get carried away with life and just like go on a little rant on my yeah. own and I'm, I'm actually causing myself stress. So you're saying it's important to understand what you. part of your monthly cycle you're yeah, at because that affects so. your hormones. and yeah. Then you want to biohack. So then how does one start? Okay, well, I mean, I'd start with sleep because that makes every day better. And I would biohack inv- sleep? I would invest in a spike mat. What? A spike mat. You know, they look like yoga mats, but they've yes. got tiny little spikes yes. on. I love mine. I mean, it's about nineteen ninety nine on Amazon. It's got the pillow as well. You sleep on it? You start your night on it, yeah. Oh, wow. It's similar to a what, cold on your shower. Sh- on top of your sheet? Yeah. So yeah. I, I put Netflix on and and, I, and have that Eat as well. Eat your crisps and I'm your spike mat. Absolutely. <laughs> That's how I roll. Future spike mat. Little nice blanket over you. And basically, it's one of the best ways to make yourself drift off my husband is a chronic insomniac he will be up till two o'clock prattling around he goes on the spike mat he can be asleep by half ten no way i need a a spike mat yeah they're really good and you get used to them you know and even my son goes on it does biohacking mean taking control of of your biology okay you hack into it a little hacks you know so like for example the spike mat can help you drift off the magnesium can keep you asleep longer. The 5-HTP will send you a bit sleepy and also produce serotonin, the feel good for the morning. I will also probably have an Epsom bath followed by a cold shower, you know, little things like that. This is if I'm finding it hard to sleep, if I'm going through a stressful or emotional time and my brain's taking over. I'll wear blue blocking glasses at night. So as soon as the electric lights come on, I'll put a blue blocking light shield over my eyes. So that'll just stop the insomnia. So is there a list of things to biohack or is it different to every person? Yeah, I mean, it is different to every person. But as women, we can kind of pool our ideas and sort of get a few tips. But because we've all got different 
environmental influences. You know, we've got maybe divorce issues or we've got baby issues or we've got gut issues. You know, there are so many parameters that may cause you not to be able to sleep so well, that may cause you to have anxiety during the day. And it's all hackable. And the more you find out about you yourself and focus on yourself, no one is going to look after you. I mean, as we've said, the NHS is fantastic, but they can't make you optimal. They can make you normal or heal you, but I want to be optimal. I don't want to feel sluggish with brain fog, swollen, no agility, tired, snappy, but that's normal. Yeah. And I don't want to do normal. I want to thrive. I want to enjoy life. I want to take on my challenges without having a meltdown, yeah. you know? And that's why I got into biohacking because it's optimizing you. And no matter who you are, whether you're, you know, uh, somebody who does have severe gut issues, you can fix that. But the NHS can't do that yet. But the technology is out there for you to quantify what's going on in your gut to reduce that bloating. I mean, I've always looked sort of pregnant. I've always had bloating issues until I did intermittent fasting, cut out white carbs, introduced bacteria like sourdough and started really uh, feeding my body really good things like mulcasan and aloe vera in the morning. Super cheap. Get it on Amazon. Have that on an empty stomach for two weeks. See if your bloating goes. But it does. Okay, and that's aloe vera and... Molkasan. You get it online. Don't get the flavoured one. Tastes disgusting. You'll hate it. And that's the bloating. God, fascinating. But but that's really good. It's on an empty stomach. You're getting a ton of decent bacteria down there. The aloe vera is going to soothe your stomach. And have that before you have your coffee. And then have an MCT coffee, MCT oil coffee. I know you're being very tight-lipped, but I'm hoping there's a book. I'd love to to write a book because I am (laughs) naturally a really disorganised person and my Instagram just says it as well. And And you've just given me too many tips i need them all written down exactly um, can we talk about pippa campbell yeah lover you do loads with her yeah. she's got an amazing reputation yeah what's she taught you she was the one who really got me into dim and understanding my estrogen pathways that they are hackable as well and you are not just oh well your mother had pmt so you so your estrogen pathways for your pmt and for your menopause this okay. sort of thing and that you can actually see it on a piece of paper Okay. why you've got blockages why you having a why you're going to have a really bad menopause and what to do about it now i really love how she explains it i mean it is super science but it is understandable when it's about you you go yeah because on that day i do feel like the world is going to end and i do feel like i'm a crap mum when i know i'm not but i tell myself that and that's to do with progesterone you know, and like low motivation, low mood, and you can totally hack it. We don't have to have the curse anymore. What are the biggest changes that you've made that have been driven by Pippa? Well, we actually lock horns on the whole vegetable thing. I don't particularly love the taste of them. If you, I find they bloat me as well. Like kale bloats me because plants have got a defense mechanism in because they can't run away. So they don't necessarily want to be eaten all the time. So they will put out, they've got lectins on them and this will cause discomfort. And I think that's why kids don't like the taste of them. But if you go on a plant-based diet, you'll often notice people with, put on a lot of weight because soy is a estrogen mimicker. So it will make your body feel like it's pregnant, soy. Unless it's fermented, that's okay. But I'd always swerve soy. And also it can increase your PMT. And Obviously, plants, like I said, can't run away. They've got defense mechanisms. They can make you bloated. So you will look like you've got a pot belly as well. And you'll fart. There you go. 
But you can prepare them. Okay. You can prepare them. You can soak them overnight. You can get rid of the lectins. You can bring the... Diff- but we don't do that. We shove it in a green smoothie and then run out of Planet Organic and like jog away. And really, you're just going to end up into a huge big bloated so, so, farting mess. So you and Pippa slightly... Lock horns over lock that. Lock horns on yeah. veggies. But yeah, what are the biggest changes you've made as a result of her advice? Definitely looking after my hormones. And I'm going to do another Dutch panel test and see if, if I've changed again. And how have you looked after them? By using DIM. Okay. By using DIM. And also she gives me digestive enzymes, pork pancreas, which helps me digest my food because I often get very tired after eating. And she thinks I've done damage back in the day through drinking uh, to my pancreas, which has made me depleted in enzymes, even after over a decade. So Can you repair that? Yeah, I just take pork pancreas, so that pig pancreas. So it's an actual enzyme from a pork. So obviously, again, not vegan, but very effective. Interesting. Can we finish talking about meditation? Yes, we can. I thought you were big on meditation and you're saying... I find it really difficult because I kind of like a chaotic mind. I'm drawn to that. Like I said before, I'm dopamine driven. I'm pretty hyper, but I do know that that's therefore what I need more of. Yeah. So I discovered a guy called Wim Hof years ago. Uh, He was the one who does all the ice bathing. He's called the Iceman. And he has a really good meditation app that's free. And it's to do with breathing, but serious breathing. So much so it gets trippy and you actually feel a little bit high. And his slogan is get high in your own supply. And I'm all for that, obviously, because I've done TM. I've done transcendental meditation and I did that years ago and it does work. But I find 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night really hard and I'm not that kind of gal, yeah, you know, and I yeah. need to, to do something. I need to be able to execute it. Otherwise, it won't carry on. So I do like a three minute meditation with Wim Hof, which means a lot of breathing. You breathe in more than you breathe out. So you change the chemical equation in your body. You get rid of the CO2 and you oxygenate. And then all of a sudden, your brain takes on almost like an LSD approach to it because we, we do have LSD naturally in us. And it's and you hold your breath. And I can do a hold for like three minutes now. And basically... You're not going to hyperventilate taking all those breaths in? Yeah, it's, it's almost like a form of hyperventilation, but it's not. And when you read the it's science me, behind it... It's making me short of breath. When you read it. the science behind it, it's so good for an anti-inflammatory point of view. It settles the mind and it energizes and it's a great cardio workout by lying down. So all, when ticking all those boxes, that gives me the energy to do it. So you should take a look at Wim Hof, Amazing. the Iceman. Fascinating. God, Dominia, you're just like oozing with knowledge and tips and it's amazing. It's so fascinating. What to a talk geek, to you. eh? A cool geek. <laughs> so great to talk to you. you Thank too. you. I, I'm sure people listening are as fascinated as I am. Thank you so much. For you're welcome. To Anytime. Us. Come back on the show. We would love to have you. That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends to listen to and we will be back soon. Bye-bye. Remember more, improve your focus, and multitask better. Hum is a brain sharpener that helps you do all three. Hum's wearable boosts your working memory and will be available in late 2021. Sign up to be notified when Hum launches and to learn more about the science behind Hum at thinkhum.com. That's thinkhumm.com. Hum is designed for healthy adults and should not be used if you're pregnant, have cognitive impairment, implanted devices, or a history of seizures. The Hum patch is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. To learn more, go to thinkhum.com dot com.